0: Right, uh, this is a very good story for us, Uh, and that is is the story, of course, of uh, Bryn Gatlin. It was announced over the weekend that uh, yet uh, another talented first 5'8 has uh, confirmed he's heading offshore, and just like uh, a number of other profile footballers, uh, Bryn is going to Japan. He's going to Kabelki Kobe Steelers, uh, alongside his fellow Chiefs teammate uh, Brodie Retallick, and although Bryn won't get a chance to pull on the Chiefs jersey one last time because of injury, He'll be hoping that can wrap up the dream a season to finish his time in New Zealand on a high Bryn, Good morning to you. Thanks for your time.
1: Good morning, guys. No worries. Good to be on
0: here. Hey, e- easy decision uh, for in the end. I mean, you know, you love uh, you love Waikato. You're you born and bred in a Hamilton Boys High, etc. Uh, easy decision or a tough one?
1: No, nah, um, to be quite honest, it was a pretty tough decision as far as. Um, leaving New Zealand, obviously like I said, growing up, born here and um, especially being at the Chiefs now, um, I was sort of wanted to finish my um, New Zealand stuff at the Chiefs, which is obviously what I'm doing, but as far as New Zealand, leaving New Zealand and sort of um, leaving that opportunity to potentially get higher on us as well, um, when it came down to it, it was tough, but the situation that arose um, I had to weigh up all the options and um, the opportunity to head to Kobe and some of the players that are going there, and the staff, um, and the place itself, um, probably the opportunity start right, and yeah, too hard to get, too hard to turn down at the time.
0: Who'd you consult with? Um, did, did you ring many people around about the the thing, or was it pretty much yourself? Um, no, I definitely had a few
1: chats along the way. Um, Talked to family, especially um, uh, dad as well, just around his thoughts, and then um, you know players. That have been there and done that, or um, other sort of people that I guess I respect in that area, people that have been been there and done that. So yeah, I had a, f- a few conversations um, along the way, but at the end, yeah, in the end of the day, it's my decision. So had to make it.
0: Right, okay, uh, Bryn, Let's talk a wee bit about where you're going, Cabalco, uh, Kobe Steelers. Um, what are the coaching staff there at the moment? Who lured you there, and uh, are the New Zealand? Um, people that are involved in that franchise at the moment.
1: Yeah, so Dave, um, Dave Rennie, um, he'll be head coach for next year, and um, really he was the sort of the one that gave me a, a couple of calls and sort of I guess pitched his his reasoning for wanting me to to join join the team and and his plan, um, which was pretty inviting, especially him being you know New Zealand and ex chief coach um, that I've met and worked with before so that was obviously one added bonus and he said he's bringing along um, Phil Healy as the trainer who's been at Chiefs before and currently at the Blues um, so those are two pretty good uh, people to have as, 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 um, as far as the program goes and obviously mate Guzzler, Brady Retellick from the Chiefs is heading over there so it's really nice to know um, a guy heading across there with you and um, the likes of I.D. joining and Nani Lamartia already there, and a couple of guys I know from North Island, Michael Little and Gerard Kelly to So, um, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good crew. And again, those are all decisions, factors in my decision around leaving.
0: Okay, that uh, that is a strong Kiwi contingent. I think it's fair to say, and with Dave Rennie at the helm, that is, that is really uh, enticing. Um you're 28 years of age uh, what is, uh, is, is this just a step another step in your career? I mean you know you've still got a lot of footy left in you so uh, this is uh, just a step for you or um, or, or or more so? Do you, do you envisage coming back at some point?
1: Um, look I kind of have to just sort of think about the the the, the part in front of me and um, you know I would never write anything off as far as coming back and I know players have done it in the past and um, been successful doing that. But for me, it was always a step that was going to happen at some point. I was always keen to eventually head somewhere and experience a different culture, a different country. And um, obviously, there's no sort of um, sort of um, secrets around the financial gains as well as far as, far as players heading off season. Um, that's sort of where I was at. And like I said, it was pretty hard because I felt like after last year, um the end of last year making the AB's 15 team and unfortunately getting a couple of injuries um, between then and now um, probably put me in a not ideal situation as far as um, game time and where I wanted to be Um, so I guess when it came to it I had to make the decision to um, do what was best at the current time but yeah it definitely wasn't easy Um, but yeah that was kind of the position I I got put in
0: Brent you're playing some pretty good football actually Um, the injury came at a bad time for you what, what, what's the extent of it, and uh, what's the prognosis there? The
1: um, Current injury was uh, I tore my tore my bicep, um, basically off the bone. Had to get um, a surgery to repair it. Um, everything went really well in that in that aspect, so already on the mend. Um, and if um, all things go well, would be back sort of um, maybe around September. So yeah, it's about a four month injury, say give or take. Um, So, yeah, everything's going well. But, yeah, unfortunately, that was sort of the high thing was I kind of knew that I was potentially heading off. And so when that injury happened in the Highlanders game, the last 15 minutes, I basically just strapped it up. And I probably knew that was potentially the last time I was going to be donning the Chiefs jersey. Um, And so, yeah, I was pretty keen to make the most of it. So it added a little bit of extra sting in the wound for me.
0: Right, OK, uh, you weren't able to be able to run out with them, obviously, uh, this weekend, um, and that's a Saturday night against uh, the Brumbies, but you would be there or thereabouts, I am sure. Um, what, is it, what is it about this Chiefs squad? You've been involved in uh, first-class rugby and franchises uh, for quite some time now. What is it about this particular year of the Chiefs under Clayton McMillan that has clicked so well?
1: Um, I think it's a combination of the last couple of years to be honest, getting guys that have sort of just really come into their own, um, young players that have had some good game time over the last couple of years. We've obviously fallen short, um, but still been really competitive and done a good and had a couple of good years and then a couple of additions coming back to the team and just basically all coming together and jolly well, just a really good environment. And the depth in our squad just makes it very competitive at training. I think we've got probably one of the best I guess you could say second or development teams in country that um, could go out there and compete with anyone on the day. So that makes our, our team that's starting each week or the 23 that's playing each week better because we compete hard at training. We train, train well, like it's almost game intensity. So, yeah, I think that puts us in good stead for each weekend.
0: What about the Brumbies? What challenge do the Brumbies bring this weekend?
1: They know their game and they know it pretty well um they do it well I think and we've seen that over the last few seasons they have a good uh, tactical kicking game um set piece um defensively they're good and they've got a couple of threats across the park so they're a pretty well-rounded team and um when they put their game together uh they can you know as we've seen they can beat anyone on their day and so for us I think it's just making sure we're at our best um and they I'm sure they would have looked at the Reds game and um Maybe taking a few notes from that and but at the end of the day, we would have as well. So I think it's going to be a good battle on the weekend, um, and come down to some big moments as finals footy always does. But I'm sure the boys will be up for it. There's no lack of motivation, like we said. If you if you win, you move on. If you lose, you're gone. So yeah.
0: What are the talking points out out of the performance against the Reds? Because uh, you know I, I think we all put expected that you the Chiefs would put them away. Um, but perhaps uh, there's a little bit more pressure involved than we thought. Well, what did you take away from that performance uh, l- looking for this week?
1: Um, yeah, I think a lot of people sort of talked about, oh, you know, um, we potentially should have put them away, but the Reds are a good side, they, um, and they threw everything at it. They stayed in it, and they had a couple of really big moments um, with some 50-22s, especially from, a couple from deep and I. Our half, And, um, you know, those can be massive turning points in the game. And when you get momentum, um, if you don't quite pull away from a the team to hang on. And so for us, we probably needed to nail a few more moments when we got into their area, just capitalising on points, um, but discipline, um, sort of sort out set piece a little bit better as well. And I'm sure that will make a massive difference. Um, but at finals rugby, you know, everyone grows an extra... Um, for that, so yeah, no doubt it will be the same this weekend. Um, and for us, just need to be better again each week. Just got to keep getting better. The the regular season doesn't matter for anything once you get to those final time.
0: Brendan, you spoke before about uh, when making your decision. You had uh, a couple of good chats to to Dad, of course, Warren. Uh, I I just wonder, um, has he told you how his World Cup prep is going? it's not too far away now. And you um, know, I looked for him, and in all intensive purposes, uh, that he had quite a lot of work to do after the Six Nations. So, how's that progressing? Do you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, he's not. He's a, He's aware of the fact that they definitely got work to do. They wouldn't have. Um, they would have wanted to definitely do a lot better in that Six Nations. And so, talking to him, um, he said that yeah, their camps have been going going pretty good. Um, they've been doing doing. See lots of conditioning work trying to get fit and um, a few skills just to really sharpen up um, before doing a hell of a lot too much um, rugby, I think. So, yeah, look, he's, um, he's been around a bit, so he knows hopefully what to get the best out of the squad that he has. Um, so I've got no doubt that he'll try and do that. And um, But, yeah, talking to him, yeah, he says that, um, yeah, they're just chipping away, just sort of under the radar, and sometimes it's not a bad place to be.
0: So what's your program now, uh, Brun, in terms of uh, making the move, what, uh, once you get fit, fully fit?
1: Yeah, so I'll be, um, I'm I'm not going till after a sort of MPC um, World Cup time, so I'll be around either playing back for North Harbour when I'm fit and ready to go, um, and won't head over till about November time, so it's for me now it's. Helping doing my part for the Chiefs and doing whatever I can to get the boys ready and with a preview, review, helping at training, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then when I head up to North Harbour, it's still obviously for me just doing my rehab and getting myself back fit, ready to play.
0: Brun Gatland, uh, fantastic news for you in terms of the development of your career and uh, putting together uh, something for your future as well. Great decision, uh, I feel. So all the best over there with Dave Rennie at uh, uh, Cabelco and uh, wish you all the best uh, with your recuperation and safe travels. Thanks for your time, mate.
1: Awesome. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Cheers.